Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Good Friday morning. It is Friday. Coming to you live from the West Coast in uh, Hollywood, California, where... uh, I'm losing my voice after a lot of interviewing that has been happening to help get people excited about my book. It is coming soon. It is time for another episode of the John and Dave Show. Good morning. Where has my voice gone? I don't know. Uh, I'll give you a little sense of the the view that's happening outside of the old room now. There's, uh, There's Hollywood, California. Beautiful Hollywood and Highland happening in real time. And uh, the only thing missing is Mr. John Acuff, ladies and gentlemen. John, are you there? Hey. Good morning. Is Tom Cruise outside? When you panned, I felt like I saw him for a second. It's so funny. He just came by to offer us some new towels, which I thought was a lovely gesture from Tom. Thanks, Tom. That guy does everything. That's my first question. Have you met Tom Cruise? You probably I, have. I have not met Tom Cruise. He, he uh, from everything I've heard, is one of the most intense human beings on the planet. Yeah, he's probably hanging on the side of a plane right now as we speak. That's how he travels. A lot of people doing, don't know that. Doing his own stunts. Come yeah. on. Come yeah. on. Who could you still meet that you would freak out? Like, if you, like, so you walk out this room... You go out to get a, I don't know, some kind of kale smoothie, whatever it is you're eating these days, and you run into blank and you freak out. It doesn't exist. There's nobody you'd be amazed by? No, the thing is, I would be amazed. But, like, the idea of freaking out is a thing that, and this is, this is again, like, Dave, it, are, is your wiring messed up? I had the privilege yeah. of doing this stinking job for such a long time that mm-hmm. I ran into people that just kept on like crossing thresholds of like, oh my goodness, I can't believe it. Then now I'm like, oh, well, here's what it is. I will tell you what it is. I admired people that then I one day got to work with that then inevitably let me down almost every single time. (laughs) (laughs) Almost every single time. Now, let me ask you this though, because is it, did they let you down because they're human or because you had expectations that they'd be like something that they couldn't be? Both. That is exactly yeah. what it was, right? Like yeah. they let me down because they actually, not even that they were human, because I'd like to think that you can be human and decent. Uh, there were some times. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Okay, so I had this experience with, uh, with a show that I was introducing the mm-hmm. cast to each other at the beginning of the show taking place that then became a very, very big show called yeah. That 70 Show. And it was a thing where I met all of these kids when they themselves had never worked in the business, didn't have any expectations of what life would be like. And then two and a half years into the show, when it was obvious, oh, we're heading to syndication. It's going to be a big show. 
the things that they become expectant of, in part because of the way I'd enabled them with a bunch of things that they got whenever they asked for it, yep. changed a little bit of the tenor with which they, and by the way, I'm sure that they have all become adults. Cause this sure. was like, if you give 20 year olds everything, of course they're gonna be, you know, a little bit uh, interesting. If you gave me a $20 bill when I was 20, I would have been cocky. Right? Like if you were like, here's a $20, I'm gonna give you one $20 bill a week for the next 52 weeks. I would have been like, I would have been pushing old women down like to get to the line faster and be like, you know who I am? So I, yeah, I always try to keep that in mind. Like it doesn't take much. Like I only had to ride on a private plane once to be like, oh, I can yeah. never, I can never go on pu like public planes. It's like a Greyhound, like my ability to become cocky and jerky i think is the nicest word because i'm trying to keep it keep it polite but yeah so i i can't imagine if like there was, real a, there fame. was an actor wh whom i had put on a pedestal and i mm -hmm. got an opportunity to more or less become like a talent wrangler for this person which is a strange mm -hmm. word but like it was yeah. now my job to get this person whatever they needed and i yeah. thought i have made it i'm gonna yeah. hang with my hero it is yeah. amazing and like the second day on the job and this is a long time ago, I will not say the name, yeah. but very, very big actor. I was sent to pick up uh, some adult film material for him on the second day. <laughs> on the second day. I don't even know you yet, sir. I have put you on a pedestal. Oh. Did he give you specifics or was it he wanted a grab bag? of A very specific specific. <laughs> oh, no. Dude. Even saying the name of the specific thing is not appropriate for no, morning no, no, uh, no. web no, no. dude that it's is appropriate i because i thought i was going to tell you my story there's an author i know who used to have his staff move furniture around in his hotel before he got there and i'm talking like it'd be a fine hotel don't get me wrong but he likes the furniture a certain way and the idea that i would ever tell somebody where's the cabinet going to be in my hotel room and they tell me i go no wrong wrong i need it at an angle like when i come in the room i don't want to i don't want to have that cabinet too close like that is hilarious to me that i can't Speaking believe hotels, you had to do that where, where are you at john i'm in a coffee shop i'm in one of my favorite coffee shops oh. in uh franklin where i live we just had a team meeting where like we reviewed stuff for the year like we were like oh we got to do all this so, oh big paper means it's important and it sticks. So once you're sticking stuff to walls, you're like, this, this man's about business. Like this man, he is slay queen, slay. That's what people say when you stick stuff to walls. Oh, that's what they say. Yeah. How many yeah. people are on the John Acuff extravaganza bus? There, there were three in the meeting today, including me. So nice. um, I'm trying to keep it real lean. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to scale and have 50 people. Like, nah, I like a nah. small team. Like I don't, I want to be able to, the, the bigger the team gets, the less I, I have time to write. And I know what my thing is. Like, I yeah. know what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be writing, writing, writing. But the ego part of me, when somebody's like, how big is your team? I sometimes want to go, it's like a thousand people and I have a helicopter. Like, don't get me wrong. The ego part of me jumps up. But I'm like, eh, I really like a small team. I relate to this. Trust, man. I have like a single person who is, mm -hmm. well, now there's two. That, that, that's a, it's a shared resource too with Heidi, mm -hmm. but there's two people that are actually like on payroll as it were. And every yeah. other person is like, 
I'm off like kind of outsourcing a marketing agency or yeah. like what like I have no staff and it is mm -hmm. it's beautiful thank you very yeah much. I I love it I have an amazing assistant that all my friends try to hire so like they'll go hey because they'll experience something amazing she does and they'll be like hey is she taking on new clients and I'm like you shut your mouth like no I know what like it's the same with babysitting like let's be yeah. honest as parents you send your b level team to your friends you keep the a level because you don't want to call up and be like hey can you babysit and they go I'm sorry I'm already babysitting for your friend you know Chris so like you know what happens you yeah, know that happens. you keep the roster you keep your roster you're not going to send somebody dangerous but you're going to send that you know the person who's consistent ish like hey yeah. you know what yeah. like here's no. what's your assistant's name uh, Ashley and what Jeez. is her email address no we've been together for six years dude six years first three assistants I was I didn't know how to work with an assistant I was a terrible boss but then I kind of figured some stuff out hmm. now it's better so and I think there's somebody that's going to come back for that bag right now. One of my team members is going to make a go. cameo because um, she was just dropping stuff off. So tell me latest, greatest, most exciting thing about the book. There's, you're in book launch. I'm in book launch. The latest thing that was great, and this is going to sound, there's a little ego in this, but I'm just going to say it out loud. I had yeah. this opportunity to do Tom Bilyeu's impact theory yesterday. Oh, awesome. I am such a fan of Tom's work, and I've also just been fortunate to become a friend of his over time. And as much as like you've been generous in saying a handful of things about the book, I think that there's bias in whatever you're yeah. going to say to me because you're my friend and yeah, I, totally. um, and and I and you need this show to continue to propel your career. And so I, yeah, that was a joke. This is it. Bias. This is the rocket ride I've attached myself to. Um, but there was something about sitting with him yesterday while the camera is rolling that him suggesting some of the things that he suggested, not just about the book, but also the way that I have a differentiated perspective of myself from his perspective of me mm. was a real gift because I am a yeah. very harsh critic of myself. I'm very, oh, like, yeah. I'm, I can be funny and I, I do think I like to have a good time, but I, man, I'm super hard on myself. And this, the pursuit that I'm in in real time is to like really connect to and love myself. And mm -hmm. sometimes I have to borrow a little bit of other people's perspective to change some of the, the, the soundtracks, the stories that totally. I am running in my head. And so when I'm in this window as a creator, I'm so excited. I am so proud of the book. It is the best thing I've ever done in my entire career. I've done a lot of things in my career. And yet when you're two and a half weeks out, I'm so yeah. conscientious of like, did I do it right? Did I do it well? Mm. Who's going to not like it? I'm focused on who's going to not like it instead yeah. of how many people it's going <clears> to help. And sitting on that uh, couch yesterday, having a conversation with not just a friend, but someone who I respect in the midst mm -hmm. of the taping, not off camera, saying some things. I was just like, you know what? Daddy needs this because I got a bunch <laughs> of stuff in these last two and a half weeks. So I appreciate that. And um, I'm hopeful that I'll continue to have like something of some affirming reminders of my truth mm -hmm. instead of the lies that keep running in my head. And, uh, and that's, that's kind of the window I'm in, but I got, I got a taste of that yesterday and it was a gift. That's awesome. I, I always say, I used to write about this idea called critics math where a hundred compliments plus one insult equals one insult. Like yeah. when you do critics yeah. math and my favorite example is Larry David, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Seinfeld. He goes to, um, to see the Yankees play. And they find out he's there. They show him on a big screen. They play the theme song to Curb Your Enthusiasm. And 50,000 people give him a standing ovation. 50,000 people. He's in the parking lot later that night. And a guy drives by and goes, hey, Larry, you suck. 
And he talks about that guy for the rest of the night. A single person made 50,000 people disappear. That's yeah. how powerful criticism is. So yeah, you got to deliberately not focus on those people. That, there's going to be people that don't like it, just like there's people that don't like the stuff I do. And they're sticky. Like, maybe I told you this. Somebody said to me, do you want to know what Kurt Vonnegut said about Amazon reviews? And I was like, you should start every sentence that way. And he said, Kurt Vonnegut told me, the friend of mine, that if there had been Amazon reviews, Mark Twain would have jumped off a building. Like, because back in the day, that didn't exist. There yeah. was a newspaper critic who that was their whole job. But now you have to read Amazon reviews as Amazon opinions. They're opinions. It's not an Amazon review. It's an opinion. And if you can make that switch for people like that critic, it was an opinion. It was an opinion. It was an opinion. Yeah. Like that for me is a soundtrack that's totally helped. The, the amazing totally thing helped. too is like, and I keep reminding myself, I, I wrote this book for the people for whom it was intended. Mm -hmm. And I think there's this, like this conceit in ego that has us believing that every single thing we make is for everyone no, or it's, it's not, not good. And it's no. not, it's just not for everyone. See the way that I don't like Lord yeah. of the Rings, Harry Potter, Star, yeah. Star Wars, Star Trek, Star anything. They are still good things. They're just not for me. It doesn't make them mm -hmm. bad because I'm not a fan. And the same is true for anything that you create or I create. And so like focusing on and staying connected to, I've, I've, I've have people The if you're in the launch team, you can read the entire book in a, an early reader copy in real time. You can read the entire book today. And the feedback has been overwhelming, overwhelming. And that's who it's yeah. for. And, and yet I get a notice that like on Goodreads, they're starting to get reviews in. And of course yeah. I make the mistake you can't make. And I go in there no. and what do I do? I sort by stars. No, so I, I know. The lowest dude. ranking stars first. Yeah, we, uh, I don't know. I don't know why we sometimes want a hit of, of sad or a hit yeah. of, you know. And but, so I told you that somebody said about one of my books, it, they, it was, I told you that they said it was a pamphlet. They said it was like a pamphlet. And Jenny yeah. now, part of the reclaiming that was she now will go, you're my favorite pamphlet writer. Like you have to be able to get to a point where you can go, and like, here's the other thing that I tell you, I tell everyone watching this, um, your art is not your identity. It's a byproduct of your identity. And that's different. That so the challenge good. of the art, yeah. That like, is good. Like, and so the challenge is you have to create with a full heart and then you have to let it go. You have to love it and be married to it and then divorce it to release it into the world. And you take your identity with you so you can create the next thing. So even though it's your heart, it's everything, it's your story, it's personal, your art is not your identity. It's a byproduct of your identity. And that's another soundtrack that for me, if I can put that on repeat, I can keep creating new work and not get stuck. Oh, um, man. The thing is, if you don't ascribe to that, you can't do the next thing. No, that is you a can't. Gift. You that is stuck. a gift. Oh, man. Yeah. I love it so much. The weird thing is because you talked about it. You have to be willing to talk about the thing that you are creating for the rest yeah. of your life because yeah. you're not going to have that many books dude i'm and not I mean, neither the, are you. Like, the, the other side of that coin is you can't think that you're only going to talk about this thing for the rest of your life because no. that also ends up becoming a pigeonholed trap that doesn't allow you to move forward i got stuck between books for four years my last two books uh, there was a four-year gap and it wasn't on purpose it wow. was that the longer i spent away from the muscle the harder it was to develop it again and so, and I think that's true of every talent, every craft, every gift, whatever, you start stacking up days on it and it gets harder and harder and harder. And you go, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. And then I looked up and I had to write in this coffee house, I wrote an entire book no one will ever see. Like a 50,000 word book that my what? wife was like, you gotta go write, you gotta go write. 
and it's ridiculous and it's like funny, but like I had to write my way. I did two things. I did a comedy set. I did a 60 minute comedy show. And then I did, I wrote another book to kind of write my way out of the funk. It was the only way I could get out. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. When are we taking this on the road? You and I on a stage doing conversations like this, but also your comedy? Come on. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Somebody, somebody asked me to do a, a comedy thing the other day, and I was like, it took me three months to write that set. Like, it's not easy. I have no. the most respect for people um the funny the the one joke i really liked was i said every time i see somebody with a bumper sticker that says my dog is smarter than your honor student i think how bad was your high school like how bad was your high school that you think a dog is better than an honor student like i've never met an honor student who throws up and then eats that throw up like i've never like even like i've never seen a calculus ap student who gets afraid of thunder and has to wear a thunder shirt like stop it I love your dog. Your dog isn't smarter than an honored student. I'm sorry. That's not remotely John, true. Yeah. John, so. just like contrary to everything you've ever been told about, you are funny. You are a funny <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. And you know what that is? It's, it's my height. If I was tall, I wouldn't have had to develop this. This is a survival mechanism, David. You, you know what? I took, I took the John Acuff picture yesterday. Actually, uh, it was with uh, Tom and Lisa Bilyeu. Lisa, oh, yeah. shorter in stature. I, but yeah. when you see the two of us sitting, I mean, I had my elbow resting on her shoulder, yeah. Yeah. and they got the shot where the head's cut off. It's, uh, it's, a, it's an instant classic. Dude, instant. I flew with a pro wrestler the other day who was 7'3". Seven, 7'3". Three. Seven three. He was in front oh. of me on the plane and big, his name is Omos, he's from Nigeria, and he had to duck to get on the plane, and the back of the plane scraped his back. And I, and I was like, oh, and everybody who would get on the plane would stop because he was in first class. So people kept like, there was like a pile up of people staring at this man going, do you, what do you do? Do you smash what stuff? Do you smash stuff? Like if people wanted to ask the most obnoxious question, this poor guy, uh, but it was really, Pro wrestling was in town the night before in Nashville. Um, so we uh, had, the plane was full of pro wrestlers. There's a question. Are you, were you ever into pro wrestling? 100%. Finally, Hulk we Hulk? found something that I was yeah. into. Yes. Uh, the Hulkamania era was something that I was, I mean, I am a real American. I'm yeah. going to fight with, like, every, like, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan. Oh, yeah, got the two Jimmy by the Steamboat Dragon. And Rowdy Roddy Piper, oh, Superfly, yeah. I mean, like, but that was that was that was it for me for sure. And the and part of it was again being raised in the house I was raised in. Very few things I could watch. Wrestling somehow made it past the. the they sensory. gave you wrestling. Gave me wrestling. It's Probably oiled up men in tights. It's oiled up men in tights. Wrestling didn't matter. Didn't I don't matter. know. There, there must have been a couple of wrestlers that loved the Lord. I, that, I'm not sure. <laughs> Well, maybe. I mean, I think Jim Hacksaw would probably be the, I mean, not the Iron Sheik. I mean, as no. an American, you have to hate the Iron like, even though he was probably from New Jersey. The nationalism yeah. that was being stirred by hating oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, Come yeah. On. 
Well, George the Animal Steel. Um, George the Animal Steel. I, I worried about him. I worried about him. I mean, the thing that did get a little blue was Miss Elizabeth. Let's be clear. She was always dressed to the nines. Quiet. Very demure. Very. Very. <laughs> so funny. Have you ever been to a WWE uh, event? I, I one time I took the okay. cast of a show back at then when I was working at Fox. Uh, we were trying to launch shows in the way that Fox launched shows still to this day. Like you turn on a Fox broadcasted football game, they're like, "Hey, look, there's Rob Lowe sitting in the audience wearing an NFL hat." You know, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's so, funny because you know that doesn't convert. Like, there's no way to track that at all. I saw a man in a drama at a wrestling match. I do want to watch that show. I like the way he eats popcorn. That doesn't like that. that doesn't do anything. It's exposure. It's exposure. Yeah, but exposure. at the time it was a it was a show that had uh, a couple of children in the cast, and mm -hmm. so there's grown ups who were like, "We're in on this. We know the wrestling's real." And then there were a couple of kids that were like what is happening like terrified crying at one point because there's a lot of violence happening right in front of them your job at any given moment in our 20 minutes or so together can go from i had to pick up questionable material from a place there the guy behind the counter probably had a gun um to i had to For take sure. children to wwe to like and then like <laughs> And then Air Bud's in the mix somewhere. Every now and then, Always. there was like, who's, who's getting a puppy. puppy today? Who's getting a puppy today? How do you, I'm curious. This is a question. You've got some people that are going to about to blow up and they become famous, become celebrities, whatever. How do they survive that? If you said, hey, here are three survival tips to surviving success and enjoying it. Because it's not just survival, like enjoying it. What would you say they are? The tough thing is, I think the people that have become successful or have succeeded had to go into the valley to be able to survive yeah. what like exists on the other side of having climbed out of it. Like, I don't know that anyone, number one, someone like myself who hasn't personally experienced it, couldn't give someone who is about to experience yeah. life change and no more anonymity and you get everything and anything that you ask for, but don't let it go to your head. Like I couldn't give, I couldn't <laughs> yeah. give advice, right? Yeah. I couldn't yeah. give advice. I mean, and the weird thing is like the closest that I've experienced, certainly I had a little taste as Rachel experienced an unconventional 2018 and 19 where her book yeah. became something that changed public persona. And there are certainly some things I know like, oh man, if I ever write a book that sells 5 million copies in a year and changes the way that I'm recognized in airports, I, yeah. I think I would do a few things personally, but I don't think you can tell a celebrity who's about to break, you know, like the only person that maybe could is like, all right, you've got uh, Al Pacino. You've got like someone who has yeah. like successfully become an older generation in Hollywood who have been through everything. And now they're going to take that person aside or like George Clooney has reportedly done this to a handful of young actors uh, yeah. who, he's, who's, who he's now directing in movies. And he said like, this is going to be the beginning of something. This is where you're not going to, not going to see it. And when you yeah. ultimately experience it, you know, try to at least stay connected to the people that matter most. Don't, you know, chase money and make sure you're saving all, like all those things. Yeah. But I think you just got to kind of go through it, indulge in it, and then realize that all the things that you thought it was mm -hmm. going to provide are not the things that are going to make you happy. And then you get back to like neutral. And then you go back to doing the craft and the things you love and that like, yeah, I, I think Matthew McConaughey's done that well, but he had yeah. to take a two-year break from rom-coms. Like, yeah. he had to deliberately reinvent himself and do a bunch of roles you wouldn't expect to change the arc. But I think some of it's family structure. 
I mean, you, yeah, I get that you're saying you can't describe that, but you do have a degree. Like we are, there are 275 people watching us in t-shirts and that's, that might not be huge, but it's still bigger than none. Like the problem for you, I'll tell you the problem for you. You're tall. Like if I got famous, I throw on a hat, done. I look like every dad, every dad. You though, you're six, four, like there's no, you can't even slouch. Like I could, do you see how many times I've been bothered in this room? I'm in a very public place. Nobody's nobody. What? No, none. But you dude, if you, if this, like say this book, like Oprah is like, I love Dave Hollis. I love him. And like this become like, here's the thing. I will say this. I get, I I get recognized in part because I think I am a a giant monster. Yeah. yeah, Totally. um, (laughs) Here's the thing. Like the thing that, has allowed me to stay connected is like the second someone gets excited about seeing me, mm-hmm. I reflect their excitement and my excitement in meeting them because yeah. it is a reminder. Well, first of all, like, listen, I am not cool the way you might have considered me to be cool. I am just like you. I like, mm-hmm. I, there's something in like me saying out loud that I'm the exact same person as you are. Yeah. Like I have the same worries and concerns that you do. I'm excited about the same things that you are. And me even parroting, like, oh, my gosh, I'm so excited to meet you, Kim. What an amazing yeah. thing that I would run into you in this airport, of all people, um, is a way for me to just, like, remember, like, any any amount of people recognizing me or stopping me doesn't make me cool. It will never, like, uh, don't let it yeah. go to your head um, because it's a luxury. It's a privilege to get I think to it's fun, work. dude. I it's think it's so, fun. It's so it's fun. fun. I ask every single person that runs into me, uh, very presumptuously, would you like a picture? And half of yeah. them are like, I just wanted to ask you directions to the uh, dude. It the, is the bar. The most, it's so embarrassing. I've had this happen a hundred times in a book signing line. Somebody comes up, they have their phone open, and I and to a camera app, and I go, Do you want to take a photo? And they go, No. And you feel like the cockiest, like because essentially you said, Would you like to capture my image? I mean, I'm assuming this is you would like this image, like. And dude, so many people are like, no. The thing I love though, is the look that I tend to get when they don't want a picture is like, I ask them, hey, I've got a windowless van in the parking lot. Can I show you the interior? Like, (laughs) no, no, what, come on. Oh dude, I, yeah, people, cause I, that happens to me at events or places I've spoken to, but people are like, does it bother you? Dude, people come up to you at random times and give you compliments throughout the day. That's amazing. Like how, how fun is it for somebody to come? Like imagine if you're walking down the street and somebody goes, Hey, I really like your shoes. You're great at picking out shoes. You'd be like, Oh, thank you. So like when somebody, and I'm not brave enough to to talk to somebody else. So I appreciate the bravery. Like I followed Allen Iverson around the Minneapolis airport for like four terminals trying to get the courage up. And he was wearing an Allen Iverson hat. Like he wasn't incognito. He had a 76ers hat on. Which I feel like is inviting interruption, okay. but I still Can I ask like this though, because like that, that, like so, I have like a, a sense for, and not like being stalked in a like, oh, I need to call someone and have a restraining order. I mean, yeah. like, uh, like someone is in the wild, following me through three yeah. terminals. I like, I know, like I can. Feel you think it. you could have caught me? No way. No way. One hundred percent. Oh, one hundred. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, I know. I know, like I, whether it's like uh, some unconscious scanning of the horizon, I know. And what now has become a thing is like, when I start to feel it, I'll just stop and I'll just turn around 
And then I'll say, would you like to say hello? Like, I'll, I'll, I'll no break way, the ice because no way, dude. Yes. I you could have caught me. My spy craft, my spy craft is so good. I would have been looking at a on. newspaper. You would have turned on. around. Been Don't. On. <laughs> no. Like, you would have turned around. I would have been tying my shoe. And you'd be like, oh, I guess he's tying his shoe. He's not following me. Like, no way. Heidi and I, no Heidi and I we, we were in the gym two days ago in, like, Southern California. And uh, we can, like, you're, we're working out. And there's a woman who has stopped working out. Now, she uh, could have just been taking a long break, but she also was doing this move where it was like, mm -hmm. like, you know, she's bringing her gaze back to us and yeah. not working out. So, you know, like, God bless her. How do you end up like, hey, how are you? you know, like, are you, yeah. do you want to, she's like, oh my goodness, I didn't know if I could say hi. I didn't want to interrupt, interrupt your private time. It's like, it's not that private because yeah. we are us and we're standing in a gym yeah. and we're the weirdos that are filming everything that we're doing in a gym. Yeah. So we're letting you yeah. know that it's up. like, come on. That's so funny. Come to yeah, that's, I'm glad you caught an amateur. I'm just saying a pro like me, I would be sliding through the crowd like Jason Bourne. Like there's no, I mean, I would probably be driving a car down a set of stairs before you even got close to me. This like, feels I like would... a game. Like, did you ever see the movie Tag? Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like at the end of that movie, they show the footage of the actual adults who played this like yeah, game that's of what tag. It would be like, that's what it would be like. like that. We're like, I'm just you walking You would never along. know. You know what I would do? I would, I would, it would be like when David gave Saul back some of his rope. That's an old school, that's an OT reference. I like I would hand biblical I, on me. I would hand you something from your wallet. I would go, I think you dropped this. And you would go, how did you? And then by the time you looked at your license, I would be back into the crowd, like Batman. That's what it would be. It would be like when Jim Gordon, you probably won't know this, this reference because I'm sure you hate Batman. Um, but it would be like, if, like when Jim Gordon turns for a second and Batman disappears. I'm Batman in this story. You're a really tall Jim Gordon. Fair. Uh, Andy just asked an important question. I'm gonna go ahead and give you the answer. Did you fix it? No. Damn. See it? <laughs> Can you see it? What am I blind? Of course I see it. Like, of course, like there's planes that see it right now. Like, come on, dude. I, Andy, Andy is the one who DM'd me. I was like, you got to talk to him <laughs> about his hair. And I mean, it was like, dude, like, if only you had a friend who warned you about that constantly. I've told you that. This is a preventable problem. I just, I, the thing is, I don't care. I have to care more. I, well, the thing yeah. is, I was sitting on this, I, two sets yesterday with cameras recording me from three different angles. And I was like, can you guys, uh, let me see the angles real quick. <laughs> Did you have a hat on or was it just no, your head? Didn't have a hat on. You know why? I don't care. The thing is, I want to care, and I have decided that I will go to an actual barber now to fix it because I let the internet know. But yeah. I just don't. I don't know. I don't. I, I, the, the, here's the here's the headline: You can't use a one on the back and a two on the sides. You can't. Doesn't work. Doesn't you got to blend it, and I don't know how to blend it yet because I'm still an amateur barber. Here's my concern. You're giving a younger generation the belief that they should do this. Like whether or not you want to admit like Charles Barkley, you're a role model. You're a head role model. Like people see your head. This can't so I, become a thing. I just don't like that there's some 14 year old boy that's about to try this and not get to go to the homecoming dance. That's the con that I mean, that's you're somebody who has in, you're a head influencer. And right Please. now you're hurting the next generation.
we were sitting at uh, a very late dinner. We had a, we had coaching uh, for a ton of time last night after all of these interviews. And I'm sitting, uh, Heidi and I decided to same side couple it. We're a little bit tired. And sure. I turned my head to look up at the TV that was showing the score of the football game. And she just kind of giggled for a second. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, what happened? She's like, oh, I just was reminded of your hair. And yeah. I looked, I looked at her and she is just the most beautiful woman. And I said, you sure. could literally be sitting here with anyone and yeah. you have chosen to sit at this same side table restaurant with yeah. me i don't understand how it won the lotto let's go did the host did you have to walk a certain way by the host so that you I could even get into the restaurant under a bushel no oh, i'm gonna let it shine brother no i don't oh, yeah. i shouldn't even put the hat on i'm I proud know. of this show me the side again give us one more give us one more <laughs> just unbelievable Dave unbelievable well I think on, I don't know how we end on a higher note than that um, so Dave I love you proud of the work you're doing um, and we'll do this again next week yes we will love you too All brother right. tell Heidi I said hey love I'll you, do it See have you, a buddy. good day have a good weekend <laughs>